What's up, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Falcons in Focus podcast presented by Ticketmaster. I'm Scott Bear. That's Taryn Walk, the man of the hour. Falcons, safety. And as you can tell, Taryn is an Alabama alum, and she wore a special yeah. sweatshirt Again. for safety DeMarco Hellums. Welcome Roll to the tie. show, my friend. Roll Tide, baby. Oh, my gosh. There's going to be so many Georgia fans <laughs> hating this. I know. I can see the YouTube comments right now. What's up with that sweatshirt? What's up with that sweatshirt? Okay. What's up with that sweatshirt? This is the one player I can do it for on this team right now. Exactly. Uh, before we get to... Uh, a lot of fun stuff. I do need to let you know that Ticketmaster is the official ticket provider of the Atlanta Falcons and the NFL. So whether you're going to see the Falcons at Mercedes-Benz Stadium or away, please make sure to log on to Ticketmaster.com Falcons. That's Ticketmaster.com Falcons. DeMarco, I want to go back in time just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not that old, so we can't go back that far. But <laughs> the day you were born. <laughs> the day you were born. Um, but I, I kind of did a deep dive into your high school career, like a really deep dive. So take me back to it's the uh, I believe you're a senior. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, semifinals over Good Counsel, yeah. and you played at Dematha High School mm-hmm. in Hydesville, Maryland. Hydesville, Maryland, which is you're from Washington D.C. That's what maybe. 10, 15 miles yeah. outside the city. So. Yeah, very close. And DeMarco played for a juggernaut, so everybody knows. Okay. Yeah, I so, did. so in the <laughs> semifinals, while playing defensive back and wide receiver and apparently on special teams, uh, your man had two touchdowns on offense, two interceptions, and blocked a punt that resulted in a safety, accounting for 14 of DeMatha's 34 <laughs> points, not counting PATs. Um, is that like as locked in as you've ever been? Like, what do you remember from that time? Because that's such a huge game. You have a chance mm-hmm. to go to the finals, and you were obviously uh, in a zone there. Um, I just remember um, just thinking back to my junior year. Uh, we didn't really have a good season, especially uh, for you know my high school standards. We lost in the playoffs. Uh, didn't have a good enough record as we should have. And uh, going into that next year, going into the playoffs, we had good counsel, and I just wanted to make sure that uh, we was playing in the championship game. So. I just knew that, you know, whatever I had to do, whether it was on offense, on defense, special teams, I just knew that whatever plays I had to make, that uh, it was going to result in us getting back to the championship game. I mean, and that's exactly what happened. And we're going to go over your – I have all of your high school stats, and they're (laughs) massive. Um, And normally this is a podcast, like, full of, like, positive memories. So I hate to bring up a a, a bad one, but I watched – like, I know what comes next. I watched a video on YouTube called 45 Seconds of Madness, which refers to – it's DeMatha against Gonzaga. And to watch the last 45 seconds of that game, there was, like, three lead changes, Mm -hmm. right, to to go back and forth. Unfortunately – Y'all ended up losing that game. But what I think a lot of what fascinated me is the quarterback on the other side was like Caleb Williams from Oklahoma slash USC slash presumptive number one pick. So you have two, you know, kids who end up going to juggernaut schools like that must have been as hyped of a game like going into it and an experience as you can have in that area. Probably. Right. Yeah, it was um, it was definitely a great, great experience to, you know, be in that game. Uh, you know, being able to compete against guys like Caleb and, uh, you know, just seeing, um, you know, as he is a, a little bit younger than me, um, just seeing you know, how he came up, you know, coming to the DeMatha football camps when he was younger, um, just how he came up as a freshman at uh, Gonzaga 
and it was just it was just good to you know see him where he is now and uh just knowing that that's where he would be uh, playing those games back then you know we all saw the potential that he had uh so you know it's exciting um to, you know to look back at those high school memories and uh, you know it's unfortunate that uh, yeah, I was on a losing end of those games. And it was so game. close, yeah. But uh, it's definitely great to, you know, look back and know that, you know, that high school game, one of the best ones of all time, you know, had some great players. And, um, you know, I was one of them. And, you know, Caleb was as, as well as well as some other guys. So you said it was 45 seconds of madness? Yeah. Did it feel like 45 seconds or 45 minutes out there? Oh, it felt like 45 <laughs> minutes. You know, it felt, you know, emotions were up and down, um, you know, because we had to lead the whole game, uh, got out to a big lead early. You know, they started to come back, and, um, you know, we just try to hold on. Um, and uh, at the end of the game, you know, they scored. And uh, every, I guess they thought they had a game-winning touchdown. Um, you know, we had that no never-end you know, mentality on our side of the ball. So, you know, we took back the kick. Mm-hmm. And oh then gosh. you got people on our side who thought the game was over. And, uh, you know, some of us are telling, man, the game ain't over. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a good quarterback on their side. He can throw the ball 70 yards. And uh, that's what he did. Is that like the most back and forth quick finish that you've been a part of? Oh, uh, that was definitely the craziest game I've ever been a part of. Wow. Until I got to Alabama. Oh, okay. until <laughs> and we're gonna get to the Alabama thing really soon, and uh, Taryn can lead that conversation. <laughs> um, another interesting thing besides the fact that uh, your senior year you had 78 catches for 1,400 yards, 21 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, including three return for a score and 91 tackles. Casual. <laughs> so you're you're playing like 120 snaps or something. You're you're playing a crazy amount of snaps, right? You know, how do you survive Friday really? nights doing all that? Uh, in high school, it was really a just a dog mentality. Um, you know, I came into high school at receiver, mm-hmm. um, so you know that was kind of my natural position. Um, started to play safety uh, just on some rotational things. You know, some guys. Uh, you know, it was an open spot, and you know, I loved just to be on the field. So you know, I took that spot as well. You know, just being able to play both ways is just something I've been doing that I, when I was in Little League. Uh, so in high school, really nothing changed for me uh, as far as wanting to have the mm-hmm. ball in my hands and also wanting to hit. And uh, my team, I, uh, you know, they wanted me to do it. You know, I was one of the best guys doing it. So it wasn't like I was taken away from anybody else. Um, you know, it was something that I was doing to help my team, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, and it's one last high school fact. I told you I went down a rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, you you got had the f- – what must have been really cool. You got to play receiver with your brother. You mm-hmm. were a sophomore. He was a senior, right? Yeah. Delante? Yeah, that's my uh, Who went on to, to a Stony Brook. But what's that experience like? You've got your brother on the opposite end of the formation. You guys are playing the same position, winning ball games. Tell us about that. Oh, it was great. Um, just knowing that uh, you know my brother is somebody that I look up to. Uh, he's always been a great example for me you know, on and off the field. And um, you know, my parents definitely took pride in that a lot. Uh, part of one of the reasons they want us to go to the same high school because uh, we weren't close enough in age where we played on the same football team. Right. Uh, you know, but those four years in college, you know, we got to be together for two of those. And every time, you know, we were out there on offense on different sides of the field, my mom always made sure that she snapped the picture. <laughs> uh, you know, she's having her boys out there at the same time was definitely something that she took pride in, my dad as well. So it was definitely good to, you know, be able to play with my brother in high school, um, you know, just be able to share the field with him, uh, something I always wanted to do. Did one wear your number and the other wear your brother's? Oh, no, they just wore the math shirt. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, they just wore the math shirts. Um, they didn't want to wear the math and another team's shirt. So <laughs> as long as we went to the math, it was all good. Um, 
I, I read, I think you were quoted in a story about him that he, that you got to see the journey of uh, a high school kid getting, you know, recruiting letters and those types of things. And that you actually maybe went on some unofficial visits mm -hmm. with him. Like, what was that experience like? Like as your brother's going through it, ends up at, 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 at Stony Brook, but you're this young kid yeah. who gets to see somebody a couple years and gets to kind of experience it that way. Yeah, it's it definitely uh, great. Um, you know, just having him there uh, as an example, um, you know, just tagging along with him uh, on unofficial visits, uh, going to camps, um, just being out there. You know, I remember a camp specifically where uh, he was out there competing, and, uh, you know, I'm just sitting on the sideline. You know, I asked my dad, you know, I, I want to go out there, and I find a helmet, find some cleats, and I'm in the seventh, eighth grade going against college guys. Oh, wow. uh, and, and I'm out there competing, you know, doing my job well. And, um, you know, honestly, um, I got an offer um, in eighth grade uh, from the <laughs> University of Maryland um, just because, you know, I was at a camp with my brother. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just went out there and I, I did good enough where, you know, the, they offered me a scholarship in the eighth grade. So just my brother being there is definitely a huge part of my journey just because as he was doing everything, you know, I was right behind him. So I just had a two-year head start. That's crazy. He's an eighth grader with a scholarship. Uh, seriously. I know it's a thing, but like, and it was <laughs> blows my mind. I saw, I've read conflicting reports. It was either 25 or 28 scholarship offers by the time you were all said and done. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I honestly stopped <laughs> counting, but it was it was over 20 for sure. All right, now we're going to get to it. And we know which one he landed at. And we know he landed <laughs> at Alabama. Yes. So there's got to be a recruiting origin story. What yeah, are, how, why? <laughs> uh, it's hard to tell. It's From hard, DC. It's hard to tell Nick Saban, no. Um, but it started off with uh, Coach Loxley. Uh, Coach mm -hmm. Loxley was one of the guys at Maryland when I got my first offer um, in eighth grade. So, you know, we kind of had a bond. Um, him, he had a bond with my dad. Uh, he's from the area. Mm -hmm. He's a great dude. Yeah, he's definitely a great dude. You know, he had a bond with my dad, um, you know, for a long time. And uh, when he went to Mer when he went to University of Alabama uh, as their receiver coach and OC, uh, you know, we kept in touch. Uh, he recruited me. Um, I let him know that I was interested in Alabama because, you know, it was always one of the schools that I grew up watching. And uh, I went down there for a visit after they offered me. And um, I came back another for another visit in the summertime for an official visit. Uh, you know, it was no, no students, uh, just football going on. You know, I just wanted to focus in on what football had to offer for me. And um, got, to see, got to see the guys compete. You know, I hear a lot of stories about, you know, Alabama's this, you know, guys don't play, it's hard, and things like that. But coming from my high school, you know, I know a lot of people aren't used to what I'm used to, so I kind of just wanted to see for myself. And uh, going down there, I saw how they practiced, saw how Coach Saban coached. I uh, saw all the jerseys, all the NFL, you know, alumni that played DB coming out of there, because I knew I wanted to play DB in college. And um, I went to Coach Saban. Uh, you know, he sat me in his office. You know, he just talked to me, you know, let me know what his plan was for me, you know, that, you know, I'm just coming in here with a scholarship, you know, he doesn't do any promises, you know, mm -hmm. no jersey number, no things like that. And, um, you know, that's kind of what I wanted. You know, I wanted to work for what I had. And um, he showed me his rings. <laughs> I got to try on all the championship rings. And, Did uh, you really? Yeah, I got, to, I got to put all the rings on. And, you know, I'm somebody that likes winning. So, you know, I won in high school. You know, I came from, you know, a good program. And, um, you know, I wanted to be around more guys, you know, that wanted to win. So, uh, you know, I, that's how you know, I got to Alabama. You know, I wanted to compete for national championships. Were you surprised by him at all, Nick, the first time you met him? Uh, I wouldn't say surprised. It was kind of just like, 
this is like actually Nick Saban. Like, I'm really <laughs> shaking Nick Saban's hand, you know, just being a little kid, you know, ever since I started watching football, you know, he's always been a staple in Alabama. Um, you know how guys go from different colleges and things like that, but Saban's some, somebody at Alabama that's always been consistent, you know. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be Alabama, you know, as long as Coach Saban's there. So, um, you know, I, I really appreciated that as well, you know, how, you know, a lot of coaches, you know, they move on different jobs, you know, for themselves or for their families. You know, it's, it's nothing against them. But, you know, I really uh, appreciate, you know, how Coach Saban is always there and uh, how he's one-on-one with the DBs, you know. Yeah, that's very, his background. Yeah, he's very hands-on with the DBs. And I honestly couldn't – I couldn't pass that up, you know, as a as a DB, you know, as somebody who know who knows, like, you know, where I wanted to be um, as far as the next level. I knew Alabama and Coach Saban gave me the best chance for that. Had Loxie left by the time you got there? Because he's – now the head coach at Maryland, right? Yeah, he had. Um, did y'all overlap, or did he leave before you got there? No, he left before I got okay. there. You know, but I was, you know, I, I was already committed. You know, I was already my mind was already made up. You know that that's where I wanted to be. And, okay. and you got a chance to try on the rings when you were a high school kid committing, but then you, you added a couple more own. to the collection, yeah, got right? My own rings. Yeah, you 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 got your own, and you, so you go to Alabama, you. The plan on the goal is to win a lot and mm-hmm. win national titles, and you you just think of I, I'm I'm from California and even even on the other side of the country Alabama represents like, sorry Georgia fans but for a long time has represented the class of college football. So Ooh, now who's in trouble? So you, so what I'm saying is like you, you must have been scrutin you know you scrutinized every time that you don't win by twenty yeah. right and then you win the national title after all that work after being guaranteed nothing right. And then you contribute heavily to one of them. What's that experience like? All the confetti's coming down. You finally realize this dream that you've had. Put us in that moment. Uh, it's kind of like when people say, you know, that, that they reached the mountaintop. Um, you know, there's it's, it's a grind. You know, playing in the SEC. You know, playing. You know, under Coach Saban. You know, just playing in that that environment where you know you're expected to win and you're expected to perform. You know, well every time you step out there. You know, really expected to be perfect, even though you won't. So, you know, when you do get to that point where, you know, you win and, you know, you get everything that you've been working for, you know, the rings, you know, you get all the glory. It's definitely, you know, I, there's people out there that cry, you know. I, I definitely shed a tear, you know, when I won my national championship, you know, just because, you know, all your hard work paid off, you know, for a, at least a year. You know, nobody can say anything mm-hmm. to you. Uh, and you just know that, you know, it's something that will last forever. Um, you know, I still, I still remember, you know, all the big games that I played in, you know, I can name all 10 guys that were right next to me. So it's definitely a, a lasting memory. Uh, I think that's a big part of it, you know, because, um, you know, when you play Alabama and you win a national championship, uh, your name goes on a walk of champions. So uh, you win a national championship, your name is at Alabama forever. That's a good. I caught a misspelling on one of the walk of champions. <laughs> 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 Only Taryn. Uh, it got fixed. So. Okay, now this is according to Jordan Battle. All right. He says uh, the nickname DeMarco Hitman Helms was bestowed by you. Did you give yourself your own nickname? I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Like if I did, I take it back. (laughs) But it's, it's fitting, though, because another quote is that, you know, if you're not on my team, I'm not going to spare you. Like that's that's your approach. Mm -hmm to the game, right, is physicality and 
getting after it. Is that kind of how you are on the field? Yeah, yeah, that's um, kind of how I am on the field. You know, just because I feel like I'm the complete opposite off the field. You know, mm-hmm. I really see myself as somebody that's really laid back and chill. Um, but when I'm on the field, you know, it's kind of like a, a, a switch that flips. You know, whereas, you know, my guys versus their guys, you know, it's kind of that mentality, um, you know, where, um, you know, there's 11 of us on the field. There's 11 of you guys. So, you know, we all have our one-on-one battles. And um, I honestly know that at the end of the day, you know, these are the guys that I, I work out with, I meet with, you know, I shed blood, sweat, and tears with. So these are the guys that I'm going to go to war with, you know, all the guys that are on the other side. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I'm sorry, but I really don't feel for you until after the game. That's great. Uh, before we wrap up, we have to get to a n- completely non-football related question about oh, a certain yes. friend of yours. Your dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he Nino because he's your son? No, he, I just call him Nino. I just, I just like this name. Oh, because yeah. did you know Nino is son yeah. in Spanish, though? Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure. I needed to know. Dude, the dog has massive ears. Yeah. What kind of dog is it? <laughs> uh, he's an ex-American bully. I had him yeah. since he was 16 weeks, so uh, everybody that knows me, you know, I treat him just like my son. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's spoiled. You know, he gets the best of everything, but, you know, he's a great dog, so he deserves it. His ears are like... Yeah, they pulled really? right up. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. So when when did you get the dog? Oh, I got him in 2022. Oh, wow. Okay. Is Roman the streets of Georgia right now or what? No, he's at home. <laughs> <laughs> he's at home holding the house down. Yeah. Uh, he'll be waiting Roaming for me. the streets. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be ready to, you know, every time I walk back home, you know, he's definitely excited to see me. So I'm glad. Was That's... that a post-graduation, like present to yourself? Oh, no. I got him um, after the season in uh, 2022. I actually had, had a labrum surgery. You know, I just, I was like, man, I just need a friend. Oh. Yeah, he just came around the perfect time. <laughs> that is so sweet. That is great. Just need a friend. That's that's going to be a good way to end it. DeMarco, thank you so much for the time. And thanks to everybody for joining the Falcons In Focus podcast presented by Ticketmaster. Please do what you do. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Atlanta Falcons podcast network. And subscribe to the YouTube channel, Atlanta Falcons. I think it's just slash Atlanta Falcons after YouTube. So thank you so much to Taryn, to DeMarco. Appreciate you. And we will be back again next week with another awesome guest. See ya.